Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook, YouTube? Sorry, we're a little late this evening. That responsibility is all me. Do me a favor. Go down in that lower left-hand corner. Smash that share button. Let's get some folks in here uh, tonight. We're going to just be talking about some random topics like we did last week. It seemed like uh, everybody um, really enjoyed what we did last week. So uh, we're doing round two tonight. Uh, Mr. Randall is out this evening. Uh, we'll bring that up later, but, uh, hope, uh, Mr. Randall's doing okay. Uh, but we got a bunch of the hosts in the house tonight. We got Mr. Jimmy Skinner. What up? Brad Hurlboss. Yo. Chris Slifka. What's going on, everyone? And the man himself, Mr. Sean Lavery. What's up, peeps? What's up, man? Not much, not much. Oh, Ryan Milford's asking what's on your face. So... <laughs> I got to explain this. So I'm back in the hunting mode before when I hunted mid-October, I would not shave my face till I shot a buck. So I look like an idiot to like <laughs> actually put a deer on the ground. So I would uh, not get in on that. There's no way I'd shave my face. <laughs> I don't care if I shot like a 240 class Boone and Crockett not having <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's driving me nuts, man. I was like driving driving home tonight, and I was like, man, maybe I can just like shave this part off and leave the mustache or something. No, nah, dude, just grow it out. No, I hate it, dude. It drives me nuts. Drives All right, you passed that point. I'm like dude. constantly doing this and like doing this, and like it's yeah, it's brutal. Uh, Ryan's asking, is Hicks doing it too? No, no, oh, he's <laughs> what's he growing a mustache? He's, trying to grow a yeah, he's just wanting to look like a pedophile. What he said last <laughs> night, <laughs> he said, I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I know occasionally he does that, he'll grow a stash or something, but uh, yeah, it's odd, man. It's odd. So, Brad, what are you doing that's more important than looking at the camera? Trying to sell a kayak for another hunter, <laughs> you know, supporting my local new canoe, my, new, my local new canoe dealership, trying to set up a hunter in a kayak. There you go. Nice. There you go. It's, it's after working. hours, Always so working. I'm really not. I'm not 100 focused right now. Earning earning that extra credit with new canoe, I like it. I like exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. I like it, man. Season's winding down, so like I know Sean's been crushing the smallmouth lately. Hey, Dude, I was yes. out this morning. I caught one quick. I was only out for about an hour and a half, but uh, still fun. Yeah. You've been catching some good ones, dude. Yeah. No, I'm still looking for t- over 20. I, I, I haven't broke 20 yet on small. Me belt, and you both, brother. I've only done that once. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. I just I have yet to them. do it. Yeah. It's not but easy, man. 
everyone I'm catching is healthy though, like fat. Yeah, and, dude, they look yeah. plump. Yeah, like they're putting the feedback on. Has the temps starting to started to drop in Pennsylvania? Yeah, yep. Our our nights are starting to get pretty chilly. Uh, uh, we are you know uh, lows in the high 40s yesterday. So yeah, yeah. I know this weekend it's jealous. Uh, <laughs> what tomorrow night? It's a low of 32. I think we got a frost warning here tonight. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. I'd be in the woods. I guarantee I, you. I'm frost so- hits. Bow! Yeah, exactly. That's what might happen for us about you know Christmas. <laughs> it's great. We had we had a week where it got down to forty like two weeks ago, and it was heaven. And then it was like eighty today. So, uh, I forgot. Still live in Alabama. World small <laughs> violin, bro. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what about you, Slifka? You've been out fishing too, right? I've been out fishing a bunch, but no luck. At all. It seems like once it hit that 40, uh, 40 degrees at night, it's like I can't find him anywhere right now. What are you doing? Sticking like, your head underwater? Scaring him away or what? Yeah. <laughs> now he's down there like, hello. <laughs> Where are you at? He's got one of those. Uh, uh, the, oh, shit. Those cone things. Yeah, yeah. that the guys use on like St. Clair and shit. Right? Yeah. Flogger, that's flogger. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a flogger, but it don't look like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of waiting. Just looking, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot more fly fishing now that the season's kind of over. Well, the tournament season is kind of over. So yeah. it's, it hasn't been too too lucky, though. Phil Roberts says when you take live scope literally. (laughs) That's what I need to see more of is like Gerald Swindle like face down in the water under his boat. Didn't somebody fall out up there uh, in New York during that tournament because they were doing that stuff? I don't know about – oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I thought you were talking about – I've seen guys like a lot more recently – that'll like snag one up and get out like uh, Edwin Evers. He hooked like a four or five and caught it in brush. He's like, what's the ruling here? And they were like, you'll get a penalty. And he's like, All right, I'm going in. And he just like bailed off the boat, went underwater unhooked the fish, brought the fish, the rod, everything back with him. I was like, that's dedication right there. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Richie Lockery's in the chat. He says, nice hat, Jimmy. Love this company. Little savior outdoors action. Thought it was such a gimmick until I lost a rod and didn't realize I'd lost the rod. And I heard a, I was like, the hell is that? And I looked down, the little bobbers floating right there. I was like, oh, son of a bitch, I lost my rod. Yeah. Great device. I know Jay had that uh, as well. He he lost a rod one time, and that was the only way he got it back. He didn't even know he lost it. He just saw the bobber float. Yeah, that was way back to the ramp or something. I was measuring the fish and, uh, Got that put back in the water and was sitting back. Hadn't even noticed it wasn't my rod wasn't next to me. And like I heard a noise. I guess I was in shallow enough water or something. I don't know. Something made me turn and look. And I saw it just bloop. And I had to stare at it for a second. I was like, what the hell is that? And then I was like, oh, it's about $400 floating under. That's what that is. Oh, man. Well, I wanted to bring up tonight because there I know there was been a lot of talk about it. Like uh at the national championship they were having folks video and releasing their fish. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Like good, bad? I I, I think it's kind of extra. Now for like the NC, you know, if that's the only event of the year you had to do it, that way you can somewhat take cheating out, I guess. Sure. That's cool, but from my understanding, it's going to be a part of the whole thing, which that sucks. It's just, you already got so much crap going on, man. Like, right. right. I, I'll catch, I'm the guy that like, I caught a fish last year in a tournament, caught it, was like, hell yeah, I threw it back in the water. I was like, oh, measure it, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I'll, I'll catch it. It'll be the first time I break the century mark. It'll be a KBF event in Kissimmee, and I'll forget to video every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was curious if it would be clearer, like if the video, I, I, I feel like a picture would be clearer if you need to really look at how close the tail is to a line versus a video. I you still to. have to do that too, don't you? You have to do all of it, right? Yeah. You, you still have to take the photo, but 
you have to video the release of the fish. I don't know if you uh, have to video it with it on the board. Yeah, it was supposed to be like like fish release back to the board. So it's like fish on board, release, back to board, showing like clean board, and then that's what I understood it from one of the videos. I didn't run I didn't, like an action camera the whole time. Like, can you just film your whole day? See, that's what a lot of guys were talking about doing. That I, I like, I saw a few comments uh, roaming around. Um, that like, that's what a lot of guys were doing. Were just running like a GoPro or the um, uh, what's the camera you use on your shotgun all the time? The fisheye. Fisheye. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Um, running some kind of action game camera, and I believe that counted. Um, yeah, I, I just it's weird. Like, I guess if you got those cameras set up and you're rolling anyways, like filming, you know, your tournament, like no big deal. But for other folks, I think um, they looked at it as more of a hassle and more of a pain. I know that time I lost my phone on Nickajack and I was using a GoPro. I um, I forgot to turn it to photo and it was just doing videos. So I'd start and stop it, and then you could just screenshot the uh, photo of your fish to submit to Tourney X. Yeah. So, and I think you could do the same thing, like on a on a phone too. You know, just do a whole video clip of it on the board. And I think that saved me on one fish because the fish flopped off the board and into the water, but I got it on the board in that recording before it did that. So on on they're using fishing chaos, is that right? Or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. KBF is all fishing chaos now. So they were submitting both a video and a, a still. No, no, no. So you would only submit the still, but I guess like if you ended up in the money, oh, I guess you um, kind of had to prove it. it. Yeah, gotcha. and there was any questions about like you're catching your fish or you know whatever, um, you had video evidence of it. That so could and, pigeon and the- pigeonhole you in the end, though. The question like, from the comments of what they're trying to solve is just that you can't measure or count one fish twice, right? I guess. That and cheating from what I understood. Like uh, two people fishing together using the same fish. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. I didn't know that was an actual problem. Like, I didn't think it was either. That, the the fact that it got it. brought up made me wonder if it has happened and just not got talked about. Just because yeah. I think, like, I don't want to say it was Chad, but I want to say somebody that's like, like heavy in with KBF is the one that mentioned it after and like literally no one in all that talk was talking about it. And that one person said it. So I wonder if it had happened and that's part of it. I don't know. It's crazy, but it, like I said, it could pigeonhole you. Like let's say your photos are good and then you get to your, you cash a check and then they deem one of your videos not good enough, but you can't go back and fix it now because the tournament's over. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, it's just like measuring a fish. It's on the angler to not screw that up. So, sure. Yeah, I know a couple people forgot to video video their fish, I believe. Um, but uh, you know, it was just one of those things. So, Milford was in the chat and asking why you're growing a mustache. Who me? Yeah. No, Sean. <laughs> It's going to grow in any time now. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife always said she wanted a mustache ride. <laughs> okay. That answer wins. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to go there. Someone get this oh, man a liter of cola. <laughs> a liter of cola? Yeah, can I get a liter of cola? But no, I thought it was interesting, man. I mean, it's it's cool to see that uh, you know they're changing. I know for a while Chad's been talking about um, you know catch video release instead of catch photo release. I remember it, it a year or so ago it getting brought up. I didn't yeah. think anybody would ever actually go that way, honestly. But at the same time, I haven't heard since the event. I haven't heard any complaints. Not well, I mean, no, I also haven't really been paying attention, so that could be the reason for that. But it seemed like everything else with the NC went smooth. 
best I could tell. And it looked like they like did it up real nice too. The place they were at, and I know they did a lot for uh, the top 100, and then the uh, was it the lifetime members? They had a like section for the lifetime members or something like that. It looked pretty they, cool. They have that every year, I believe. Do they? I've yeah. never done it, so yeah. Yeah, the venue you, and everything. You can't do lifetime anymore, right? Wasn't that the big change uh, this year? I believe, I believe that's correct. You can't become a lifetime member now. I would almost do it just to not ever have to worry about it again, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't know why that is. Um, obviously KBF has made a bunch of changes this year. In every pair of Tacovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C. O V A S dot com and don't go gently, y'all. There you go, Bass. Y'all can jump on that train, so I don't have to pay thirty dollars every year. They they have Bass that. Had it. Yeah, Bass. Bass, Bass it. it doesn't it doesn't count for our kayak division payment though. Really? Mm-mm. That's that's a lifetime membership for Bassmaster. The Bassmaster Kayak Division series is an additional fee, uh, thirty dollars a year, and then. If you fish national level events, it's $30 a year. You pay it the first time you enter one for that year, for that season. It was supposed to roll where if you fished a national, you didn't have to pay a state fee for the state nation, which is what that $30 is. And apparently the money wasn't there is what I was told. So like I paid $30 to fish all the ones I did this year. And then I had to pay $30 for the state level as well. So a lot of, but uh, you know, I don't like fees, but they give us insurance. So like that sure. $30, $30 per angler for our event. I mean, you're covered if something, something happened, if weather turned and someone got hurt or any reason someone got hurt, you know, Bassmaster's got your back versus God, you know, having to sign a liability and that person just being screwed. Sure. 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 Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know. uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people have problems with it. That's a big, big thing that I've struggled with in our state is like people didn't even like spending $5 on tourney X last year. Last year was the first year we went to our state had tourney X anywhere. People did not like giving $5 to do anything. Mm. We got past well, that and then we're like, well, hey, this is 30 bucks. And they were like, no, what does that money do for us? Well, it would help take care of your family if you die. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's not how they see it. Like, like it doesn't go towards the event. It doesn't go come in the payout. It's money they spend that they don't see a direct return on. And some people are like that, man. I mean, I know a lot of businessmen that if they don't see a return on something, they don't invest in something. So it's yeah, understandable. I mean, it, it's the same way with like KBF having a membership. Hobie doesn't have a membership. Bass has it. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't I have a problem clubs. with any of them doing it because yeah, it's just more money for them. Yeah. Or for, there's clubs out there that, uh, you know, have membership, small grassroots clubs. I know the local one here has it. I think it's 50 bucks. Someone does like too, and it's just like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and they usually put that towards, like, trophies or prizes at the end of the year. Um, I think the guys got, like, T-shirts or hats or something mm-hmm. this year. So, yes. I mean, it'll – you know, that money. And ours, it, it knocks off five bucks off of every tournament entry too, though. So you basically get it back, you know. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That is sweet. They roll it back in. That, that's something I've got on my list of discussions with to do this off season is I've heard. So the nation dues is state to state. I've heard that other states get to use that $30 na- nation fee per angler 
back in their events. That was not how that was explained to me. I, I send them a check after I make our roster after an event for $30 times however many people were there that haven't paid in that fiscal year. If they would turn it into like, even if I could use half of it, like sure. I could get trophies. I'd like to get jerseys made because our event qualifies 10% of the field for the classic. Mm-hmm. I'd like to pay for their jerseys so they could represent the state and they, you know, look cool. You know, maybe the money, I mean, we had, I think it was $1,800 and, you know, $900 of that. Maybe I could get them an Airbnb for that, that event or something, you know, like for when the classic comes up. It's like, cool, you worked hard all year, you qualified for the classic, we'll take care of the rest, you know. But Yeah, something like that's a huge help to an angler, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it would help because, like, that's things going. I have a whole year to prepare for this next state championship. Uh, You know, I'm, I've been reaching out to sponsors. Uh, it's going to be a tough year for that, uh, because of supply demands and stuff of that nature. Like, uh, Dobbins rods, uh, got back to me today and they, they're partnering for our event, but they were like, we can't commit to like, they will normally like, yeah, we could cover these fees. We could give you this much money to go to it. And she straight up told me, she was like, we can't chance it because it's about to get really bad. But they they hooked us up with a whole bunch of like I couldn't believe the the deal they gave us for they're giving something to everybody that qualifies for the Alabama State event next year, which could potentially be eighty five people. So that was wow. pretty big. But Jesse Halverson <laughs> said, uh, "Just supply me with beer money for the classic, and we'll call it even." <laughs> that boy can drink too. That'd be like his his entry fee and three other people's. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a I got a topic that I wanted to hit on tonight. Yeah, do it. So, and Jesse, I'm glad you're here because you'll get right in on this. So, it's a topic you hear about a lot in tournament fishing, uh, as far as boundaries, lake guys versus creek guys. Um, it's been a very big deal in our state uh, as of late. So. Hobie and bass have rule sets where like bass, you can't leave the boat for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, if you cannot access it from the main body of water without getting out of your kayak, I'm backwards. If you have to get out of your kayak to access it, it's illegal. Um, Hobie's the same way, but they allow, uh, like at the Susky, there's a special set of rules where you could wade. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's been in the topic is Hobie has made in some of their events, they'll cut off certain areas arguably for no reason. You can't like, I'm sure there is a reason, but we wouldn't like know it. But like, for instance, at Eufaula for the TOC, like if you look at a map, it says you follow like all the way up the river to a certain point by state regulations. This is the boundaries. Well, they've cut it off to where skinny water guys don't have a chance at all. Ask Drew. <laughs> Drew can talk here off about it. Um, Bass has done it just with their rule with, you know, like getting out, uh, which people argue about. It takes away the purity end of kayak fishing, being able to get out and wait up shoals. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I see both ends about it. Um, like, like, I agree that they, you should be able to get out and wade up a shoal you know you cannot cross a man-made barrier but you should be able to do what a kayak was designed to do yep. but you there should be limitations uh like in our state the big argument is we've got guys that'll get 20 and 30 miles up some of these creeks like and our anglers will argue that when you're that far away you're fishing unpressured wait fish wait a minute what wait a minute you ready for this no. You ready yes, for this? Yes, I'm ready. Bring it. Give it to me. What's going on, Facebook Live? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a name pop up, and I couldn't see his name at the bottom of my screen. It's Milfy. The mic is unretired. He's been a long He's time back. since I did this. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's up, brother? The last uh, person what, I thought what, of. I seriously thought I'd see Daniel Perry before I'd see Milford on this one. <laughs> <laughs> DP, if you're watching, hit me up. I'll send you the link. Oh, no. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, but in our situation, we got anglers that'll go 30 miles up a creek. Uh, Main lake guys are like, you're not fishing the same water as we are. It's a, we're at a disadvantage. I want to know what each of your inputs are on it, because some of y'all fish skinny water. Some of y'all are main lake guys. Some of y'all like the rivers. If, if I set, because I know none of y'all's bodies of water, but we'll use Pickwick for an example. It has creeks and rivers that flow from our state all the way up into Tennessee. Mm. What's your what's your take on it should you be able to get out and go as far as you can or now and okay here's something else i'll add by bass and hobie's rules the way it's worded you have to be able to access it from the main lake which means they would rather Mm -hmm. see you put in on the main lake and travel up local clubs yeah local clubs you'll find a bridge 30 miles up you can put in and by a map you're still connected Yep. But what you, what what y'all's take on that? It's just it's been a hot ass topic lately, and my, my quick I take know. my quick take is there's no disadvantage to the main lake guys because that water's legal to them as well. If you if your strength True. is main lake, then you fish the main lake. If you're a shallow water guy like I am personally, I, I fish both equally actually, but I prefer shallow water. If I want to run up river or find a different launch point, that water's open to everyone. There's no disadvantage. You should be fishing your strengths. That yeah, I, I fully agree with you there. But do you do you think that I agree with that? Thirty right? miles is too far away. I think that That's, depends I, on the I, body I, of water. I was going to say yeah. that too. Absolutely. I I mean I'll I'll say this like I've fished tournaments like uh, I think it was Table Rock. Yeah, Table Rock, and uh, there was another one in Missouri, KBF event. And it was an hour and a half drive from one side to the other. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I've pulled out and done that before. Like, what's the difference? You're still on the body of water. Who cares? Like, where you access it from. That's, yeah. So, uh, like, my my take on it is kind of how Brad put it. The good Brad, not the stash Brad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like, so I I agree in any kind of tournament situation, you fish your strength, whatever your strength may be. Right. You, my other end of that is you should follow the rules that are set in every event, which by the rules, these people are legal. Like there's like, if there's no boundary set on it, they're legal. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to these national events, you know, bass boat guys, and I don't want to like compare what we do to what they do, but in a tournament situation, there are rules set where everyone has to adapt, whether it's playing at a home stadium or playing at a away stadium, fishing a body of water you grew up on or somewhere you've never been in the country before you, you adapt, you overcome, you conquer. So I, again, I see both ends where like, you should follow the rules, but also if the rule set is not what, like, not how you, you don't feel about it, like, no, this doesn't play to anything I can do, then don't fish it. Find another event that does. If you can't find a tournament series that fishes how you want to, create one. Like, well, yeah, but I, uh, I, I feel like I was gonna say on the on the elite level, you have guys who run two hours up a up a river. Some of them for some of those tournaments just to fish water that they grew up on in certain bodies of water like the Sabine River. What what was his name? He ran up about two hours till he had no gas in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they do it when they fish Kentucky Lake, they do it because they go dam they go through the dams, they allow them to lock in. Like Jason Lambert, when he won I think the last time they were there, like he would run a tank of gas down, <clears throat> fill up, lock through, run a half a tank run back, fill up, run back. Up. I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's just something that we, I've been seeing a lot of lately in our, especially in our state. And then it's been getting, you know, out there in the national level. I've heard a lot of guys say they're not going to fish and I'm like, I'm not picking on Hobie. I think Hobie runs a great, great thing, but like guys that from Alabama that are really good saying they won't fish Hobie anymore because of the rule set, which doesn't hurt Hobie at all. They've got plenty of participation. It's just, you know, like 
Should Hobie consider that? I wouldn't think so. You have a proven product. Maybe something else should be in play that plays to the opposite end, like how River Bassin used to do or something. You know, I, I, I feel like there should be like a cutoff at some point. Like you said, like somebody else's water comes up into Tennessee. Like, I feel like, yeah, it should be cut off at some point, but I still think that there should be skinny water in there. Like, I, I don't know if I misunderstood it or what, but I think Drew was talking about the, uh, the uh, TOC, like it's, it's cut off. It's basically main lake only. Basically. And yeah. So like that kind of screws. So you're saying yeah, I don't like you've that. allowed him to fish a certain way all season and then come around to the championship and you're going to say, you know what? Screw you. You don't get to fish that way anymore. Like that, I, I don't and, and it is kind of like it's not singling him out, but it, but well, yeah, I get what you're yeah, saying. But, yeah, kind of like how KBF adds a new rule at the end of the year, kind of yeah. like the same deal. <laughs> what what rule did they add? Just the the video thing. Oh, everybody's yeah, doing the that. thing all year long. They get used to it, and then they throw something new in. I I just don't see why the rule is put in place where you can't go to wherever put in place as long as it's My, legal. I've heard people say that the reason they do it. Nope, there's Jesse. Pay him no mind. I will, he's been fired up about this. My man just stepped down as the head guy from his club, so he's finally been able to speak his mind these last few weeks. So he's been he's been handling a whole bunch of heat from from some of our state guys. So he he's fired up. But uh, and I, I see the view from him. I'm not down in my dude anyway. Like I'm a Crete guy, but I agree with him because the thing that's been brought up to me is that a lot of these rules get put in place in these boundaries because you can't find out if they're, you know, going up 30 miles and finding like a slack pond and then they wade over into that or pick up drag over yeah. you know, private pond fish. My, my thing is, is cheating is going to happen in any event. People suck and they will find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the GPS stuff is so key. Um, I mean, if if the tournament's that big a deal, you sign a waiver that says that you will, uh, what does it say? I don't remember how it words it, but you will take a lie detector. Fucking enforce it. So, so you I know, wanna, real on. quick, I want to address. I want to respond to that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> me too. Sorry, Jesse. We watched the video, Jesse. We'll, we'll go. We'll go around. I don't care but, if y'all don't listen to Paddle and Finn anymore. But tell you I, how I feel. For, for those listening on the for those listening on the podcast later, I want to oh, read man. this and before we do it. So, Jesse said, just because it's legal for everyone to access doesn't mean everyone can. You have a lot of people not physically capable to drag up these shoals. People who don't own multiple kayaks, so they don't have a skinny water yak to do that. The big argument is these guys doing this are accessing fish that are completely unpressured and half the field or more is unable to do so as well. I think that's the angler's problem, right? Like, yes, I don't blame anyone, anyone for wanting to go fish unpressured fish. I mean, from, Mm -hmm. from a tournament standpoint, Obviously, that's a better bet. Who doesn't want to go fish on pressured fish? I mean, that's you know, that's if, a good. If you don't, it was if you don't have today, a skinny water kayak, then go buy a skinny water kayak. Like, yeah, that's or something. Or, that, or told not you what kayak you gotta have. <laughs> if, if you don't have the money, if you can't buy two boats, but this is what you can get in. That means that's your your strength. Perfect right. your game where you're at, which goes back to how it fishes now. Drew Gregory can go out in the creek and kick your butt, right. or somebody can ledge fish and kick your butt. Uh-oh. Jimmy, shut up. We're going to move to the next person. Brad. Sorry. Brad is like jumping okay. out of his seat. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was going to say because the kayak only limits the angler, right? The kayak, the angler gets to choose what kayak he wants to fish out of. If you want to fish out of a coat, a bottle of a kayak that handles big water, that's going to be your strength, right? Big water. If you want to have a shallow water kayak, odds are you're a shallow water angler. So if you can only afford one boat, you're going to want to have the boat that plays to your strengths, not to your weaknesses. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, 
no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And the shallow water boats are a lot cheaper, too. Chris? I agree with Brad. Man, like, for, for me, I bought the kayak that, one, I can afford, and two, can do multiple things, you know, for, especially for this season. And I kind of accessorize it to what I fish. You know, it's you don't buy the Hobie if you plan on fishing a river. Yeah, right, right, right. You know? Sean? Uh, I was going to say two things. One, um, if you do the homework and you find those little spots, you know, I feel like you should have rights to them if, if it's in the rules and you can get there. But I also, like, for the Susky event, uh, Jimmy mentioned, you know, it's such a huge place. And, you know, we have the North Branch, the West Branch. They're entirely different fisheries. You know, I can't imagine from a tournament uh, management perspective trying to keep tabs on people in all those different places. So, I can see why you would want to limit that to some extent, but sure. I mean, every event's got boundaries, right? I mean, right. so I mean, that's at the discretion of the tournament director. Uh, how about you, Dicka? <laughs> I think there has to be a happy medium. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. I think there has to be a happy medium there. I mean, like Jim, Jimmy said, thirty miles upstream. I mean, that, that's kind of that's kind excessive. of excessive. Excessive, yeah. Um, I know Cincinnati kayak fishing down here. They uh, they allow up to the first riffle. If that first riffle is flooded, you can keep going to the next one. Which I'm I'm like happy with that. Dam or, or that like can change by the day, what? though, right? Right. What's that? Yeah. That can Are change you... by the day. Yeah, that can change by the day. What do you mean by riffle? Like the dam? Or like, a rapid? You know, like, yeah, like a rapid. Okay, so that rule wouldn't apply in a lot of the rivers and creeks down here because the first rapid is like you turn out of the mouth and there it is. Like, yeah. there's 10 miles of good good creek. Like, then that's how bass does it. Um, but if you can same, motor or float over it, you can go. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, I, I feel like there's a ton of other creek guys with you. So one guy going up there, he's not going to be the only one fishing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. There's gonna sure, be more sure. guys up there. We save so, the be- we save the best for last. Ryan Milford. Yeah, this is the one I want to hear. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it, it kind of goes back what I was saying earlier. You know, we we talked about you know you can get whatever boat you want. All right, that was Milford, everybody. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, you you know what's funny about that is. I was trying to use my old link that I would always use when I'd record a podcast where I'd have like admin controls in here and just kick all y'all out of here. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's expired now. You know, it's been a few months. So I, I, I had to get somebody to send me a link. Change, change the password on you. <laughs> but but yeah, as far as like 30 miles, that might be a little excessive, but I think that's going to depend on the body of water. I mean, sure. 30 miles on somebody bodies of water really aren't that i don't know it's kind of hard to explain what i'm saying but yeah no i get what you're saying that's like what i brought up with the um um oh milford lost connection he'll be back um with table rock lake i mean from one side of the lake to the other i mean it's quite a ways you know what i mean um you can't even go 30 miles on our lakes in ohio yeah, right. Oh, well, and that's just it. Like, you know, like Lake St. Clair, like there's a lot of water there, man. A lot yeah. of shoreline you could launch from. I'm like, how how do you limit that? You know what I mean? Um, uh, Buckeye and KBF, they do a joint uh, thing up here on the east and west, west harbor. West harbor, they, right. Yeah, they opened up the boundaries to the shoreline of Lake Erie as well this year. I thought that was weird. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and like, how, how, how do you judge that? Like, what right. you can only go a mile offshore? Like, how does that work? So, something somebody brought up to me because this got brought up for our state championship. Because at first, I put limits on it, and everybody freaked out. And I pulled the limitations off just because I wanted a good participation this year. Because everything else about the event was going to suck because we didn't really have a lot of time to plan it out. And a couple of guys got with me, and they were like, "You should get with Drew when he did River Pass, and he had a formula he used." based off of like I think the shoreline miles or the acreage that would whatever his formulas would determine like how far off the main body of water 
the creeks were in play or some shit. So wish I could have got Drew on the night because I still need to know that formula. See, I would I, say for like Wisconsin, uh, like from the hunt from the duck hunting aspect, like shoreline for us, like to open water duck, like for duck hunting on like Lake Michigan or Mississippi, it's 500 feet from the shore. Mm. So I got to take my range finder with me. Right, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, I, there was some uh, I was going to say earlier, but I forgot after listening to all y'all. Uh, something we didn't really address from Jesse's comment is like people not having the physical capability to drag through shoals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it kind of goes back to what y'all were saying. Like that's, that's on the angler, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, Derek Henry for the plays for the Titans, you know, he, he's a beast. He's probably one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now is he, is he not allowed to use all his strength and speed because this other guy can't keep up? You know, it's it's a sport. So for, for, I mean, for anybody that's not a football person, um, the guy's so good. He was referenced as the player that everybody used to make with Max Stats on Madden yeah, the other day in a news article. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, Jacob Jenkins said, um, "You know, if you could if you can motor or float over it, it's fair game. That's how it should all be." In his opinion. Um, <laughs> Jesse Halverson said, fool's ball is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Nick Necrelli said, Erie isn't deep at the east end, 30 to 35 feet, but nasty swells when it's windy. I mean, that's when you're talking big water. Yeah, you got to be conscious of that, too, you know? like That's on the angle, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a tournament on Lake Michigan. You can't let guys go five miles offshore when the wind's mm. going to switch out of the north halfway yeah. through the day, and now they're stuck in the middle of the ocean yeah. lake in like ten <laughs> well, foot that, swells. That, that, yeah, that's I mean? different. You're you're basically you know ocean fishing at that point. Yeah, but, but as but as far as I, rivers go, I mean, yeah, I mean, how how can you? You got to have some kind of boundary, but how can you put a restriction on like? Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with that motor or float over rule. I don't agree with that because you're still limited to at least somewhat deep water. You know, so people just I, I don't I, we kayak fish, but I, I I don't feel like well that's one of the glories of kayak fishing is you can get out and drag your boat up mm-hmm. through that stuff. That's my favorite like, way to fish, man. I mean, that, yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot. We're, we're, we're that's why I brought it up in here because y'all all do that. can't do. Well, yeah. except Brian. Hey, you tie that kayak to your waist and just wade in the water, fish riffles, man. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I won one of those rogue fishing uh, drag straps a while back, and I was like, I'm never going to use this. And I gave it to Dan Perry. Oh, man. And now I've, now I've got two of them because. I finally started hitting the river, and it's awesome. So. Which river? Duck River. Okay, sweet. I thought he was just going to like walk, go right over Brad's comment, like none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I know he uh, I, I know he's talked about fishing the Duck River for a while, and that's that's yeah, it's like ten minutes from the house, man. Like, where did you uh, where were y'all when you got third place? Was that Duck River? When I got what? Third place, or was that Cordell Hall? I can't remember. No, no, that's Percy Priest Lake. Percy Priest, that's right. Yeah. Since Ryan's been gone, our man's turned into a bass angler. He's a top tier Tennessee hammer now. I've seen a lot of comments had to get away from Paddle and Finn. I've seen. I had to get away from Paddle and Finn. See, he's avoiding the question now. I've seen a lot of comments. How many fish? are you guys at like for the year? Cause you guys were doing the fish count. Are you still counting, Ryan? I uh, I can go back and look at my pictures in my phone, but I haven't like tallied them up in a, like since before I left. So hmm. do you think he, he's ahead of me? He's ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm at, at, uh, I feel like Sean took it personally. Oh, <laughs> I'm at, uh, 116 over 12, 258 total. So you got Ooh. 258 total. That's yeah, uh, one one sixteen over twelve though. You know we were counting over twelve. Oh yeah yeah yeah, right on right on. 
We're, what do you I, I just now got the 116 right. over 12. I thought you were giving me a math equation. It's like, <laughs> it's like, in what universe is that 258? Like, <laughs> is he talking about his measurements? Like, what are we going on here? <laughs> well, 116 over 12, 258. The size of a whale. <laughs> That's his blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, as, as of uh, 6 9 20, 21. Yeah, I was only at 34 total bass, 23 over 12 inches. <laughs> yeah, but you've been so, catching quite a bit, right? Yeah, I've, I've, I've done pretty decent since then, I, I think. So, yeah. Have you, have you done 168 fish or something no, like that? No, no, no. <laughs> not that decent. <laughs> he, he's still ahead of me. He's, he's killed it this year. No, y'all both that's had a good why, year, man. That's why I had to quit. Yeah. I think your quality <laughs> I think your quality has been good though i you i mean i don't have anything over 18 and you have quite a few pretty good size ones yeah i've i've gotten quite a few over 19 this year i still haven't broke 20 this year uh, oh had, yeah, we've had some buddies last... down here that's had a rough year like that bunch of good fish but nothing over 20 well i mean that i've only caught two fish in my life over 20 and they were both pbs for that time so hmm. nice I think we should all take a trip and invade uh, Sean's house for the Susky man. Sorry, Brad. Brad's trying to get a word in here, and you guys just keep walking. It's all good. It's all good. You just got to start talking really loud. They're all talking because they're like, we haven't caught a 20, and I'm sitting here with a 24 this year, so I don't know. Nobody nobody cares, Brad. Take him out of the stream. Take him out of the stream. Just go shoot shoot something with fur, man. Just shut up. Don't you have something to go kill? Yes, I do. We got a good north wind coming in a frost tonight. It's game on. Yeah, you uh, got that 24 down in Florida, right? I did this spring, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's I feel like that's an average fish in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <it> is. <laughs> is that all? Hey, are, are y'all really talking about going and fishing Florida in January? I'll be there. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I, I, I missed it last year, dude. I want to go so bad. I, I, I might have to. Uh, you get in the house? You can Pop, come probably. as long as you don't come with Jim Beam and Honey. <laughs> and no, here we are. You want me to bring that. <laughs> okay, oh, this time if we yes, all yes. get a house together and that happens, we video. Oh, we, I mean, hold on. This has to be shown. He, he's throwing out. He's throwing the smack out right there. Oh, geez. I oh, God. Over, over 20 this year. Jesse, if your stupid ass could get in the skinny water, you might catch more than a few a year. <laughs> oh, man. I love you. <laughs> oh, man. No, I have, uh, we might get a house. I'm trying to see if Drew's going to fish that first event. That way, jump in a house with them. If, if it ends up just being me go down there, I'll probably just take the little camper. Because the KBF events that weekend, but I'm kind of excited because Felsmere is 45 minutes from there, and that's where the the Giants live, and that's kind of the only reason I want to go down there. Hmm. Which it may suck now because they put a boat ramp in, so apparently folks is putting in little motorboats down there. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, The 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesse's drinking. Jesse, take your bullshit <laughs> elsewhere. Don't make me go get my big solo cup. Oh, God. <laughs> Josh, you're supposed to be in here. Why aren't you getting on, man? Your kids can well, join in, too. Yeah, they, they said no. you wasn't on here, so they had to get me. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to bring up something about cheese, watch. <laughs> Why you got to bring Wisconsin into this? <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> Brad doesn't know the cheese story. Oh, Are you, man. He doesn't? Uh, surely he's heard it. I don't think so. This is new. I want to hear it oh, live. Wow. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. For the 435th time, Ryan Milford, folks. 
Uh, all right, so 2019, whenever a bunch of us at first joined Paddle and Finn, uh, I think it was like late September, early October, something like that, you know, we did a little meetup at Dale Hollow and all got a cabin. Well, Brad Hicks, you know, he, he bought like all the groceries and uh, like for us to eat for the weekend. And, you know, everybody just paid their portion of the money back to him. And he had uh, got some burgers. And when we went to, like, eat these burgers, it was like, where's the cheese? And he, he's, he's like, oh, I forgot to get cheese. And, like, I'm, I'm giving him – and you got to think, this we had only known each other for, like, a few months at this point. So, you know, everybody was still, like, kind of getting to know each other and their personalities and stuff. So I, I've got a personality where, like, I give people a hard time, and sometimes it can be taken – as like I'm being serious, I guess. So like I, I'm I'm giving them shit. I'm like, dude, how do you forget cheese? Like all weekend long, it's like the most important thing. Yeah, but but you know, I I went down to the marina, I bought cheese and everything. It was it was all good. But like, yeah, I kept giving giving them shit about the cheese, and then <laughs> Josh got pissed off and was like, dude, shut up about the cheese. <laughs> Yeah, because it was like every like twenty minutes. It seemed like I can't believe you forgot the cheese. <laughs> I can really go uh, some cheese right now. Uh, and then you know, then that led into all of us going to Del Hollow and the second Del Hollow trip. And uh, Brad, do you know about the Tennessee honey or the Jim Beam honey, whatever the hell it was? I, I, I heard I heard it got a little a little out of hand. That's an understatement. Let's not get into that one. Let's not get into that one. <laughs> Brian, I need you to hop back in and tell this story because you no. and Sean were the stars of the story. Here he comes. Here he comes. There he's in. <laughs> all, all I, you know, I think there's a video somewhere of Milford chugging. Jim I have that. It's on my phone. Because that was like <laughs> that was like his challenge to Josh Smith from Darkwater's podcast. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Josh yeah, he chugs a beer, would... I, chug, I chug whiskey. Yep. Yeah, so he was, try- <laughs> he was trying to one-up. but uh... I bet Smith don't puke his beer up on the front porch. <laughs> and the bedroom. Oh, my gosh, that bedroom Smith. <laughs> oh, God. You didn't. That was my room. <laughs> I slept hey, on the hey, couch. Jimmy. Divi, Divi, tell them about when you came up there. When I thought you were dying? Yeah. <laughs> dying or dead? Well, he was moving, so there. Well, he could have been in those last like convulsions, but I go up there to go to bed. Uh, the whole we rest shared of the a story. room. Yeah. Like, there's two uh, beds in each room. So, Brian and Sean somehow get his big ass upstairs into bed. Uh, he told Brian to like, call my wife. Tell her I'm wife. fine. Yeah. Uh, Tell my wife I love her. <laughs> it's my final goodbyes. But we were all downstairs just hanging out talking, and I was like, all right, cool. I guess you know everybody was going to bed, so I walk upstairs, open the door, the smell hits you, look over there, turn the light on, because I can hear a noise. I thought he was like, I've had buddies get so drunk, they've been on their back, like, gagging on their vomit, like, real <laughs> issue. So, like, I immediately was like, oh, shit, he's messed up. I was just going to, like, roll him over. Look over. He's hanging. This is a twin size bed. He's hanging off the twin size bed. I was like, no, he's good. And I turned the light on and realized that he's like massacred that corner of the room with bodily fluids. And I was like, well, the, be- the best. Nah, dude. I hope Richard ain't watching this right now. Hey, you cleaned it. Yeah, I'm impressed. That cleaned up well. Yeah, the the best part was though when me and Sean got him upstairs. I told Sean to go grab a garbage can out of the freaking bathroom. Sean brings it over. I'm like, all right, Ryan, there's a garbage can right here. If you got to throw up, it's right here. And you definitely missed missed it. (laughs) But like, yeah, no, it was like, turn the light on. Saw that was like, nah, bro. Turn the light off. Grabbed my pillow and a blanket and went and slept on the couch. And well, I came out of my room in the morning. I'm like, dude, you're up early. What are you doing? It was like 5 a.m. He's like, I slept here. <laughs> oh, no, that's not hey, really. No, come 5 a.m. Brian got up, like you said. Me and him were talking, fixing coffee. 
First person up other than me and Brian, Ryan comes walking down the stairs like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Grabs a bag of chips and starts going to town like, so what happened last night? And we're like, well, <laughs> I got video. The, did you look at the corner? It was when he went to lean against the post on the I was going to say that. And, and like, it totally spun him around and he just went. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part from that. I wish Jay was here with us right now. Uh, oh, I'm glad he's not. We hear we hear the noise outside on the deck. This is yep. taking it back a few minutes. <laughs> Me and Josh Eldridge are inside talking, and <laughs> Jay opens the door. Yep. He's got his one hand on his hip. I said, "You good?" He looks at me. And he goes, <clears throat> "I was like, what's wrong?" He's like. He's sick, and I can't handle that. <laughs> so he like he like collected himself, and then he came and sat down with us, and then was like, oh, man. he missed it. Well, first Brian comes in right before that yeah, when you missed the say, bench. Brian came in first, like on his hands and knees, like changing colors because he's laughing so hard because Milf- Milford missed the bench, and just like flat out on his back or his face or whatever. Oh, it was a great time, man. That's why Del Hollow is. I saw Chris Chris Yant was asking if we were when the next one is. I don't know, but I know it'll happen. Hey, it's we like, might not have caught many fish there, but we got good memories. Home away from home. Well, at least y'all do. I don't have many. <laughs> Dude, I, I love Del Hollow, man. That place is awesome. I'd like to much. go fish there when it's on fire. You have a very good point, Ryan. That's hilarious. No, I was, I, I said the same thing. I, I want to see it when it's good. You know, I mean, it was beautiful, but uh, it was a little disappointing. I was so yeah. looking forward to going to this place that was talked up like crazy. And then all of us kind of struggled. Yeah. Well, I think that we talked up on... hanging out, not the fishing. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't get on some big smallmouth. Yeah, I know the largemouth were spawning up on the north side of the lake and smallmouth were just staging up like on the lake you know we were down on the river so that's a I, I feel like like i know me and brian fished a lot of the same way and a couple of the other guys like we were like sight fishing for bed and largemouth we probably limited ourselves you know we kind of that's what we went for and that was when the we had the the open right yeah, yeah. so we were all kind of staying around the uh mm-hmm. marina we didn't really venture out right. yeah i found some really nice well, you and I were fishing together, and we found a couple bass in a couple back coves that were spawning up. I caught one nice one. Mm-hmm. I think it was I nice. don't think I still don't think I've got a decent fish from Del Hollow. Sure, but that first year, uh, Brad <coughs> he caught a, a good smallie up there. Didn't didn't you didn't you catch a good yeah. smallmouth? Yeah, nineteen incher. Yeah, that's so that, we were up on the up northern on the, end of the yeah on the Kentucky <laughs> side, right? Yeah, I yeah. love it up there. It's awesome. I still haven't went up the, to the north side. We always say we're going to. We get all these plans, and we all get down there and start laughing and hanging out, and we literally don't leave the marina. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we had all these plans for the tournament this year, and we literally, everybody drug their kayak to the houseboat and just left it tied to the dock the whole like four or five days we were there, and none of us went anywhere else except J.P., and yeah. JP got on some good fish. Like, yeah, right. right we right. we screwed ourselves, but we all had a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's it's crazy. like an hour drive to get up to the Kentucky side from yeah from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a drive, that's for sure. R- rumor has it, right? Uh, Adam Riser was up on the Kentucky side. Yep. Oh, he was. Yep. Yeah. He actually the took same, took our guys with him. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I know Dan went with him. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, he he got on some good fish, but I know day two it was a lot different because there was a a south wind and it muddied up the stuff he was fishing up there. So he changed uh, tactics on day two. I don't know if he still fished the same area, but uh, he wasn't fishing the same exact stuff from what he said. So there's, there's I, I would. I, go I would like to uh, fish that spot again up north because, you know, back then, like, 
I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I feel like I'm a I little was going to say now. the same thing. Yeah, right? I, I, I feel like I could do a lot better there. And, it, yeah. and thinking back on it, you know, it was pretty juicy up there. A lot of grass, a lot of mm -hmm. uh, there was like bluff wall type stuff going on there. And, you know, rock, rocky points. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. like to take another paddle and fin. Oh, yeah. I'd like to take another paddle and fin trip to Kentucky Lake. I know me, you, and Jay went. Yeah, that was fun. And yeah, I had a bunch of boat issues that kind of screwed my day up. But like we caught we caught fish, and I think that like a lot of people talk so bad about Kentucky Lake, but I think it. Yeah, I think Jay had figured the big out. one. He caught yeah. like an eighteen or eighteen and a half or something largemouth. I had one break me off on a drop shot that, like, I had caught two smallies back to back, made the same cast a third time. Had something slam my rod down on the deck and just break my knot. And like, I'm fully convinced it had to have been a like giant smallmouth. And I've been wanting to go back ever since. AK, it was a rock. It was an Asian carp. Probably. <laughs> I'd have caught that too. I ain't called an Asian carp. That'd be cool. They smell nasty from what I've been told. But Yeah, so do kayak anguish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll go around final thoughts. We'll end on Milford since you made an epic appearance. We'll start with you, Jimmy. I'm glad I'm here. Can't <laughs> wait to hang out with all you guys. We keep talking about it, and it it kind of makes it like like that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most right now. Is I'm I'm ready for everybody to catch back up and hang out no matter where it is i want to i want to see sean again man it was so cool when we hit del hollow because me and you had talked so much about uh spook fishing and i handed you my rod you twitched it like three times and you snap you caught one and then it got off and like ever since then i like damn i really want to get sean on a spook bite <laughs> nice. that, that was awesome because I, I was with you all that time yeah i literally I was, I was like I'm handed him the rod you're like, like yes right there Cast right there. You know how to use a spook? Cast right there. He cast it there a couple times. Boom. Just set the hook too early. I almost hit Jenny, Jimmy with the, the bait though when I yanked it back out of the water. <laughs> I put him at a strong disadvantage. He, you know, he does a lot of spinning reels. He doesn't fish lefty. We had only really talked about spook fishing. I had a couple of hits. And then, you know, he said something. I was like, oh, yeah, here. So, like, gave him a bait caster he's never thrown before. It's left-handed. I actually had missed a guide, so it was tangling up. And he still made it work. Like, it was cool. Nice. <laughs> I dig it. Bradley Hurlboss. It's just good being here. I mean, it, I mean, we get all together on this, like, after-hour stuff. It just shows the camaraderie that we have, right? I mean, our chat group is ridiculous. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely my phone extra. Is so much quieter now that I'm not in that anymore. I have it silenced, and it's starting to become a problem here lately. Where like it, it'll go back and show you where the unread messages start. I'll have to read for 20 minutes. Like God, Jesus, yeah, what happened? No, Why are y'all so fired up? Two thousand unread messages. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, you no, know, I mean everyone. Everyone here is a great group of guys, and we all have that same thing in common where we all have multiple things in common. So it's just easy for us to all just gel and click and y'all, y'all are turning into an extended family as more we get to know each other. So for yep. sure. Slivka. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way, man. I'm just happy to be here and doing this and have people to talk fishing with all the time, especially in the group chat. You know, there's always someone willing to talk fishing or willing to help or with something. Yeah. You know, I guess I'm not part of that chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's only about four lines and then it's 30 of all i'll yep. say this yep. brad hurlaboss i love when you make posts because you like you send us some pictures of like what's going on with you yep. you talk about like it's always like we're talking about shit that doesn't matter and then brad's like the positive stuff like that <laughs> i don't know it's just a good mix i appreciate it thanks sir you're welcome <laughs> mr lavery um first of all ryan it's good to see you again bud i missed you yeah man um i'm glad to have you back at least for a little bit but uh oh they're having what, a moment right now that's what to say insert <laughs> sad music here. Bit, you, know? <laughs> you want us to you want us to where's, where's the swing to yawn bro <laughs> Take but, everybody uh, out and just leave them two in for a minute. <laughs> You're here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
just like that, the moment faded away. <laughs> and it's gone. Oh, man. That's funny. But just echoing what everybody says, you guys are definitely uh, my second family, and I love all you guys. Um, can't wait to fish in person with you again. I, I, I went to Dale Hollow, got to meet Ryan in person, and then, you know, he ended up not fishing much that second day. So he threw I, up on everything. I was like always looking, looking forward to fishing with him. And then I didn't even get a chance much to do it. So uh, I'm looking for a chance to just get on the water with all you guys again. Um, you know, whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at MidwayUSA.com, We understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I feel like I've improved a lot since even then, so uh, looking forward to you know just exploring new waters with you guys and just hanging out because it was a blast. Heck yeah, man. Mr. Hicks, Ditka. <laughs> yeah. Sausage. 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 <laughs> no, man. Anytime there's an after hours episode, I'm always in, man. If it, if if I wasn't doing this tonight with you guys, I'd be sitting out there on my phone watching football or something stupid. Just staring at I'd rather do this. Giving mustache rides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, no, it's, I can't it, wait to fish with you guys. Yeah, heck yeah, man! It's always good uh, doing these, man. I think we'll we'll do uh, we'll do another one next week. We'll do three in a row, and then we'll take a break from those. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled program, and then uh, before you, you know, hit Milford's final thoughts, you said you were going to get into why Jay wasn't here, and you haven't done that. Oh, uh, Jay is struggling with a kidney stone right now. Ooh. Oh, yeah, so. I won't even wish uh, bad juju on him. That, that would I, I, yeah, I talked to him on the phone. Like I texted him earlier, and it, it's pretty bad. But uh, mm. you know, I was like, "Dude, don't even worry about it. We're just doing an after-hour show. Like, I'm sure you're in pain, and he's in a lot of pain. So, mm. but uh, yeah, no, it's always good, man. Uh, Milford, it's good to see your young shining face, <laughs> my friend. I feel like he filtered that right there. I thought something else was coming out. No, dude, I missed Ryan. I tell him all the time. And you know, he's been popping in the chat and stuff. So it's cool you popped in tonight, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate y'all letting me come in here and uh what do you think yeah. we were gonna do? Kick you out right away? I, I mean you never know. <laughs> no, we kind of did. We just brought him right back again. <laughs> but not all the listeners out there, you know, uh Find a better quality podcast to listen to. Listen to this shit. <laughs> but, but no, it, it's it's cool to jump in here and uh, yeah, hit me up sometime. I don't mind jumping in here every now and then. Yeah, come on but, back uh, next week, man. It's been cool want. talking. Uh, Eldridge says uh, Jay passes kidney stones like people who drive in the left lane. He's pro now. Jeez. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Yeah. He struggles with that, but uh, yeah, no, man, anytime, anytime, brother. But uh, we'll be back next week. We'll do uh, another after hour, shoot the breeze, talk about some topics and uh, tell some random stories. So we'll see you guys all next week. Thanks, everybody that tuned in. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, thank you very much. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Later, guys. Later. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Waypoint TV and LG channels in celebrating Great Outdoors Month. Presented by Battery Tender. Tune in every Tuesday and Sunday in June starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Channel 109 on your LG Smart TV. You can also watch Waypoint TV at lgchannels.com.